fun fact about Bron. She went to China on a trip and was so excited when she met everybody that straight away she told them, I'm a doctor. Mm. She was 50. <laughs> I was like, I'm a stranger. Just, they won't know. They won't know. It's just it so, a mystery. Just, all these really bewildered people looking at you going, what? Why is this child lying to us? What? <laughs> Got him. Got him good. Weird. Weird flex. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilers. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Oh, magnificent. I feel so good. I had a very solid breakfast of prescription medication and black coffee. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I had a solid breakfast of hot water and anxiety. Oh, I mate. That's so bad. We are... It's cool. It's cool. This is life. Mm. This is mental health. It's a cool, cool, fun ride. Yeah. And it comes out of nowhere. Like, you just... Sometimes you just do not know why you're anxious. Like, sometimes you're just like, wow, I'm not in lockdown. Why am I anxious? I know. You just wake up like that one day. I woke up like this and it doesn't look good. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, I... Um, I have speaking of lockdown I've just come out of an enormous lockdown here in Brisbane we really really know how to drag the people through the trauma okay Claire really do mate we did a snap three-day lockdown I think that's the third one we've had since living here in December and holy shit they're just nice like they're, I'm oh, you sure like the, yeah they're, that's right you like them yeah I'm like yeah sweet because it's, it's three days Claire and this time that yep. um this time they were like oh we're extending it 24 hours for 24 hours I was like oh who cares and my father-in-law was like um can you believe it another 24 hours I was like oh my god mate I remember the time when we were in in Melbourne last year 2020 and we'd just done I think four weeks or and then they were like oh by the way we're extending it um another four weeks and we're all six weeks like it was an enormous extension and everyone was like okay Dan and just carried (laughs) on and so this time when they were like we're extending it for 24 hours I was like you're kidding who cares like that's fine you guys I think people react really strongly to it because everyone's so terrified that it'll be forever again. But I just feel like um, nobody else understands us in Melbourne. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we've been locked down for three days. And it's like we were locked down for 42 years. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But also just remember, no one in the rest of Australia cares about Victoria. (laughs) No, I'm we so are the sorry. pariahs. We are the I, social outcasts. No one cares about no you. No one cared. No one cared that you guys went back into a lockdown. I'm sorry. I did. I felt bad for you guys um, because I know what it's like. But everyone else was like, 
you know when someone gets like a, a condition that you've never had like someone's like i've got like alopecia. a cold sore like oh, yes. someone's got a cold sore How dare you? and then like, you get them often and i'm like i feel really bad for you that like, must be sore and annoying Ooh. but yeah i don't understand yeah and then and give like real shit advice like just put concealer on it have or like have you ever heard of Zavirax? and it's like yes and you a fucking idiot. Like, of course I can't put concealer <laughs> on an open wound. Oh yeah, so. You're so mean. Yeah. And I reckon, you know how you go on the internet and people just lie? They'd be like, put lemon juice and, and, oh. and baby shampoo on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you stand in the sun and also like maybe press a eucalyptus leaf like into it, healed in no time. And so you and you're desperate, like you will try anything. You it's just like need willing, to do anything, like yeah, cook willing. pasta, but it has to be wholemeal, and the penne ones with the hole in the middle, and then hold your cold sore in the hole for four minutes while you <laughs> sing a song backwards, and it'll go away. And I do it. Split. I would just do it because you do I it. You'd be like, yeah, you okay, great. It's like We're when right. you're willing yourself to go into labour, and you're like, what do I do? And then the, the internet's full of horrible, horrible myths. Like, oh yeah, have like. Sex. Ew. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? No. That's I'd rather be pregnant forever. Ever had. <laughs> no. Oh golly. We have um we have got an episode today, Claire. We an have episode, an episode today. Episode. We're doing it. We're here. We've got an episode. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Stop talking about cold sores. <laughs> well, I am a doctor. So um <laughs> We are going to have a, um, a an episode where we get to talk a little bit about Brittany and Cosby. We're not going to do a lot about that. We've talked about that a little bit on the socials. If you want to have our insight on that, uh, head to Instagram. We Don't post at a lot. us. Don't do that. We no. not, we're not going to share it. <laughs> no. And, um, and we're also going to be talking about this really cool research that we stumbled upon about female friendship, which is weird because we're not friends. We're and not friends at all. We don't like each other that much. We, we tolerate this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to professionalism. And then the, we're going to finalize this episode by talking about this really cute thing that women do um, uh, to control their birth rate. <laughs> Yes, I know. It's yes. called not having sex. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> now we're going to talk about birth control because why yes. not? So Why not? So it's been a big week. It's been a week, Claire. So It has been a week. It has been a week. So we had uh, the world, the universe asked for everyone to free Britney. We understood um, like the enormous uh, restrictions that she had lived through for... 13 years we we sexualized her as a as a child and then we like we i guess we like vilified her when she was mad and then we laughed at her when she was trapped and then now we feel sorry for her because we understood all of that so again we're not really really treating her as a person but we are kind of understanding that Britney represents women. We yes. love to objectify them and we love Britney to... Britney is a metaphor, a useful yes. metaphor for us. Yes, I knew she was. The, the, the minute I met her, I was like, you are toxic. <laughs> and then we, she was, yeah, so we, we realised the extent that we put women on, um, we objectify women and Britney is that and we feel sorry for her now. And so the world has kind of responded to this horrible time that Britney has gone through and she continues to go through by this movement called Free Britney 
It's been going around for a while, but it's really gained momentum since she actually was able to put her voice out there in the courts. Mm. Uh, and how did the world respond to the Free Britney movement, Claire? What did we? Who did we free? We freed, Bris, we freed Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. And also Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong bees, guys. It's the wrong Not bees. Oh, oh so so it's it's yeah. You you that's it. I think you touched on some really important things with Britney. You know, we, this time. is a child that we fetishized and profited from and uplifted and made her super sexual and super kind of vulnerable and then we you know we we watched in kind of horrible glee as she fell apart with um you know shaving her head and brandishing an umbrella and when we talked about this you made a really good point that when she did that it was a really kind of it was a assertion of her removing her sexuality from herself when you know when she she shaved off her head and she's like I'm going to remove everything that you guys have taken from me in terms of bodily autonomy off her head <laughs> she she shaved that off her head is drastic. and now she's just a body which is funnily enough exactly how we like women <laughs> shave off their heads oh yes, god she, she shaved I'm a very it. consummate professional <laughs> she shaved off her hair which we do like um we love long hair on women the society loves long hair on women i remember uh reading a um an interview with a sex worker once and she had stated in it it didn't matter what the woman looked like or what size they were it was just really important for men that they had long hair and it was this uh, you know take what that what you uh take from that what you will but it was, uh, it, she said, like it did. It was just this really common thing, as it, sex workers would not cut their hair short because it wouldn't get any business. And with Brittany, she had this really long hair for a really long time. You know, there was the pigtails, and then it just went into really enormous hair extensions. And then when she was rejecting that identity, she shaved her head, and that was the bit where it, that was the bit where everyone was like. Okay, she's taken. Oh, she's really broken. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. She's completely cooked. And it's, you know, know, obviously her mental health has been, you know, something that's really fragile for a really long time. And um, the, but the conservatorship that she's been under, you know, she's, she's said again and again uh, recently that it is a, an invasion of her, you know, aspects of her life that should not be under anybody else's control. So she was petitioning for her father specifically to be removed as a, as conservator because Mm. he has a degree of control and influence over her life which is just remarkable she said that she wants to have a baby but she can't take out her IUD because she needs his permission and it just that's just horrific blessed be the fruit yeah exactly (laughs) under his eye it is really it's really terrifying and all this time despite you know this this incredible um, amount of control over her life she's still performed and made money as you know the Britney Spears enterprise and so if you're well enough to you know, be a workhorse and learn really complicated dances and perform, you know, surely you can be well enough to make huge decisions. But that's not how that's not how she's seen by these people no. who have this power over her life. She's seen as a cash cow that they can manipulate. Yeah. And I... um so she so um in the most recent hearing, I really want to clarify something. So it's been reported quite inconsistently. Basically what happened is that what the judge did was allow her to go to a full hearing. So she, he didn't disallow her motion to get the dad removed. He's, yes, he's going to remain conservative for, I think it's until February next year. But basically it's allowing a full process for mm. her, kind of all of her concerns to be heard. So it's not, it's not over, but Britney no, is still very much trapped in this situation. Whereas Bill Cosby... 
Bill Cosby is free. So Bill, yeah. Bill Cosby um, was uh, convicted of sexual assault three years ago after he was found guilty of um, molesting after drugging a, an empl- um, a, a woman. Um, uh, and um, he was very famous as being the first celebrity who was tried and convicted during Me Too. And now he has, um, he's been let go. He's, he's been released because it was, um, the court found that it was an unfair prosecution because a previous DA, just district attorney, said, promised him that he wouldn't be charged. And just if you cooperate, we will not like just come along and do this and this. Just jump through a few hoops, and we won't prosecute you. And you jump through the exactly. hoops, and then the the court were like, "Wow, you are guilty as sin, mate. Go to jail." And yeah. he's like, "Wait, you promised me." That <laughs> it was if just I a said I was bad. Fuck up. I mean, yeah. like to to like you know, if there's any kind of any defense for this DA, the reason that um that he made this commitment was so that um so that um that Bill Cosby would then testify in a civil case against the same victim and the victim would be um, in a position to win damages. But, um, you know, he, he, he didn't, he, his intention was to, you know, facilitate some kind of monetary compensation for the victim. But the consequence is now that, um, that he's shielded from prosecution for all time against this particular woman. But this is one of six, I think it was 63 women who came forward about him. There's 63 enor- and women. And they were, they were like... I listened to the there was a there's a really great podcast on it. I think I think it's just called Cosby or something like that. And it, anyway, it was um, it had all the interviews with some of his victims, and they are they're like hor- horrific. It mm. was just this collection of broken women who trusted him, uh, and um, he unashamedly drugged them and did horrific things to them while yeah. honestly. <sighs> And then just like, and then ignored them for, from yeah. then on, and it just kept going. And it wasn't like it was a secret. Men, no, it was a people in his secret. Life knew. I think even his wife was like, yeah. understood that that was part of their marriage. And remarkably, people like they they still stand behind him. There's been this really troubling conflation between the Black Lives Matter movement and um, Bill Cosby, which is really bloody unfortunate. And he has amplified it by posting um, upon his release that um, his um, conviction being overturned is a success for um, black people in the U.S. justice system, which is just so broken. No, 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 no. So you know, uh, you know, we know that the justice system is a deeply inequitable and unsafe place for people of colour but this is not it this doesn't apply to you mate no 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 no. you did a bad thing you don't get to rape that many women and just be like no this is just because I'm you know he's he's just he's just an awful human being who's who's free and you know all these other women who have come forward um and and talk to what um happened to them um when it comes to Bill Cosby and you know other other offenders will be watch look at this and go well why the fuck would I say anything exactly oh my god especially with with this much evidence and with this many people saying the exact same story as me it's not like oh and then he did then he drugged me with this kind of drug and I felt this like they all were drugged with the same thing they were all felt the same they all were ignored the next day all their Mm. stories made sense together and then uh, it was like, God, imagine if I accused someone with only just my story. Yeah. As no one's like, going to believe me. Who the fuck is going to believe me? No like, one. Who is going to believe me? This is the, this is the, the awful thing about, um, 
about the world as it is. The, the justice system is a really unsafe place for victim survivors and they know that when they come forward, A, it's very likely that charges will ever kind of come come to bear because it's her usually her story against his. And then if if it does, if, if, if the person is charged, the conviction rates are super low. So why the hell would you, you know, yep. threaten your reputation and, you know, your mental health or sit by, the, by coming forward? You have to forward? sit in the court with your rapist to be like, oh, hey, exactly. man. Just, someone who's going to rip apart your, you know, yeah. your, your integrity and, and, and dig your, up all your history and be like, well, yeah. you were promiscuous in this chapter of your life. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> fuck off. So we're, yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit cranky about that, and and yeah. I guess it does, it matters, it matters here. You know, we're, we're talking about things that are happening in America, but it matters here because a, the rights of women matter everywhere, irrespective mm-hmm. of where you are, and it's representative of the legal system and the social, you know, environments that we yeah. operate in. This is not this is not something that is just, you know, happening overseas. This uh-huh. happens every day in our yeah. own country. Oh yeah, and like the the public ones, there've been a couple of public uh, ones against footy players recently. Uh, yeah. one was convicted uh, mm. and the others were the other, the other two were uh, dismissed. The other two um, I'm not even going to say their names of these horrible blokes and then three of two of them were um, anyway, I'm not going to go into the detail of that. But anyway, even the one who got convicted, the girl who uh, who was you know given some form of justice, she had his fans coming after her. Or still, like, oh. oh my god, what a! It's like, no, no, no. Do you know how hard it is to convict someone of sexual oh, assault? That's horrible. And he was convicted, and this is an enormous day for uh, for people of sexual assault, and pe- they were still coming for her, calling her a liar. It's like I did not. I, oh my! I kind of. I don't even know where, you know, so her justice was still kind of, she was still bullied. And she yeah, exactly. Like she can't escape it because this is the thing when you come yeah. forward with something like that, you have to put your face to it and the you have to, you know, the onus is on the prosecution to prove that it happened. So from the get-go, it's all about kind of unripping all of the elements of your case. And oh, this, is, this is horrifying. And those two other blokes, such shitheads, got away mm. with it because they said that she consented. And yeah, she's and like, no, I word. didn't. Yeah. I said no again and again and again. And they did it to me anyway. And this is, you know, it's 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 terrifying. Why would you ever be around a man? <laughs> right, Claire. That's why you should only be around women. Exactly. Which okay. brings us beautifully to our next our next topic of matter about why this is actually true. Yeah. Why should you only be around women, Bronwyn? Well, so there's been this recent study. So um, for Beckham Institute postdoctoral researchers have just have made this enormous study about what women get from other women. Mm. So why do we depend? Is female friendship important? And this research scientifically proves that it does help us. It gives us strength. Yes, it yeah. does. It, it's so it um, it was a longitudinal study looking at um, particularly communication with female friends. So seeing them, talking to them, having a chat decreases stress hormone levels for women across their entire lives. So, Bron, every time I call you and I'm like, "Have you tried this type of biscuit?" or "I saw a pretty cat today," or mm. "Do you like my hair like this?" It's making me feel better. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, exactly. And I'm always like, "I don't." I know we uh, we have the so the in we have this fight or flight. Every human has a fight or flight um, response mm. to stress, and 
they've said like it, we females have evolved an alternative mechanism in response to this stress and that is by communicating to mm. in order to deal with stress we befriend female peers which i think is like beautiful you know it's beautiful it's but, it's really and another thing that this study found is that we we have we have really advanced ways of identifying the women that are in our kind of intimate circles so over time, particularly as we get older, um, we we form these really deep friendships, and they become totally critical to not only problem solving and understanding what happened, you know, what needs to happen in our lives, and unpacking our issues, but but also, you know, to give us a sense of calm and community that we wouldn't have otherwise. And mm. it's it's really and one thing I really liked about this study is that they looked at women up to age seventy nine. Mm. Um, so yeah. this is a lifelong a lifelong beautiful thing that we have, you know together where we you know we grow older and we get closer and it has an enormous enormous benefit for us yeah and so they're just it's not it's, this isn't just like oh okay no the younger girls prefer to chat about things it's a it is like it is a gendered it's a gendered response yeah, and, and yeah. i'm not saying that that is part women. of yeah yeah it, we're not it is not saying that we are born like this. It is just something that we are taught that we're allowed to do. So this mm-hmm. is also a commentary on toxic masculinity as well. It's do you uh, like do you feel comfortable talking to someone about um, how you're feeling? And as women, we've been told that that is absolutely okay, and so we mm. gravitate to women to, to to like to voice those feelings or to say, oh, this is you know, I this this feeling needs to come out of me into verbal verbal form to for you to hold and for you to validate and for you to say you're going to be okay, and then I can move mm. on, and you can find that bond with another woman. It's a bit trickier. I think a, a trusting that that is going to be an okay situation with a man. I, yeah, I, I personally, because there's that always that, and obviously, you know, this doesn't apply everywhere, but it's that overlay of, I don't know, just a bit of distrust with men, like particularly like male friendship, because, you know, so many times in so many of our lives, they've overstepped boundaries or disrespected, you know, autonomy or, you know, yeah. crossed the lines from friendship into something else. And, it just feels it just feels way more vulnerable. But women, you know, you you, you yeah. feel like you can have that trust and that openness. And it's interesting that's, that you, know, you say very that. Very socialized experience. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because Lucas and I were having a uh, chat the other night about um, so uh, you know like our friends. So he has heaps of uh, female friends, heaps of them, um, and it's he has done ever since he was a teenager. He's um, and he's still very close with a bunch of friends a lot of um, my new friends were his friends uh, female friends from you know when he was a teenager and it's really lovely and he's just so when I met him he had this bunch and I'm never I've never been a jealous person I've never thought any of these people have feelings for him (laughs) (laughs) no but um but I like the male friends that I have predominantly are gay and I'm, I wonder, I, and I was saying to him, I want, like, you know, because I've, I've made some friends up here that are straight guys because in comedy that is, you know, where they go. That's all they are. <laughs> that is where they go. And A but, white man is born and he's heterosexual <laughs> and he's like, what do you want to be? And he's like a comedian. <laughs> what can you be? Obviously anything. That. But I will choose the hardest profession of all, stand-up comedy, and I'll make it. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I've made a bunch of um, straight guy uh but there has been some moments where it's like oh like 
not from me, but for from them being like, oh, cool. So like, obviously we're friends, right? And this is not weird. I'm like, no, it's not weird. Like, why do we have to make this weird? Like I'm, yeah, especially when I was like eight, or nine months pregnant and then they'd have to be like how is your husband I was like oh what I wasn't talking about him. he's fine so I think there's also that discomfort comes from both sides it's not just yeah. from, like they're like oh god they think I'm hitting on her and I was like I know you're not hitting on me I'm a I'm an absolute sweaty whale who is about to multiply I don't feel like this is something that you want to get involved with I have got so much know. baggage women are pretty hot oh Claire 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 <laughs> <laughs> neither of us were come on and then it, so it's it's um it's a funny thing where I don't and I don't know if it's changing with the younger generation but I I just know with our generation, because we can speak from it with from personal experience, is there is that, like, how do we work out that this is not a sexual thing really yeah. quickly? And how, how do we how do we establish that, that boundaries and this that safety and comfort? I mean, you know, you and I, like, we, we kind of came into feminist thought a bit later in our life. Like, I, did, I wasn't really introduced to kind of this way of thinking critically about women's place in the world until I was in my, you know, mid to late 20s. And since then, I've become a raging femo. But psycho. Like, I, I think it's... <laughs> kind. An absolute psycho. Everyone's terrified of you. Keep going. <laughs> That's why I moved away. It's cute. Um, <laughs> it's cute like a pregnant lady. <laughs> but, like, I, I think about, you know, the... The, the relationships that I've, you know, had with men, you know, the platonic ones up until, you know, now, a lot of them have been ex-boyfriends or people that I've slept with or that have crossed that boundary into mm. something that it shouldn't be. And so, you know, looking, I guess, with that lens of, of understanding, you know, how, how the patriarchy impacts both men and women and how it affects their interactions, like, I think there's just an inherent distrust there, which is, which is like, it's not just because of my ideology. It's, it's, it's definitely learned. Like, I've learned... I, 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 yeah, I was thinking about this recently. Like, I have a inherent distrust of men, like, and it's something that they need to disprove almost. Like, mm. I go into any relationship, be it romantic or platonic, and I expect them to do something hurtful or harmful or disappointing. Oh. Or, and that's just because what I've learned, you know, over my lifetime is that I should expect that. And so it means that, you know, that inherently going into a friendship with a male has that overlay. And it's not necessarily fair because, you know, there are some really wonderful, kind, good blokes wow. out there. But that's just what I've learned to expect. And so there's always this kind of little undertow of, oh, this is not necessarily a safe place for me. Whereas the women in my life, particularly as I've gotten older, I know that I can trust in them and rely on them and that you know that they will they will seek out my company as I'll seek out theirs like you know like we, we were chatting before we started recording this and you were like straight away you're like are you okay you seem like a little bit not okay like and that's just that level of empathy and you know that level of kind of leaning in is yeah is just you can rely on it it's there and it's really really beautiful and so I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that, that women are safe spaces and that we make each other feel really good because that for most of us, that's been a really consistent learned experience, particularly as we age. Mm. No, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I, can, I feel like I can, and I can also say I'm not okay to women 
much easier than I can oh, to blow. Definitely, because men I, try I, to fix it as well, right? They're like, yeah, they don't just listen; they fix it. They're like, good. okay, we're going to fix this, which is yeah. also, you know, a very lovely thing to want to fix it. But it's like sometimes they, oh, I just need to talk. I just need to be heard. Yeah, I, I, I also think that they're scared of saying the wrong thing. Yeah, um, which they should be, yeah, because <laughs> they do. And then, so I, um, I said to, because I, I obviously I'm not embarrassed about um, having having to go back onto antidepressants through this latest um, after this latest um, newborn motherfucker. But I, um, <laughs> I uh, like if I say so, I, like I'll bring it up in conversation, and generally people are like, and it's funny the gendered responses I'm getting from it. We, like the, um, I'm not just saying it to everyone and anyone, but if it comes up in conversation with anything, like how are you feeling? Oh gosh, you seem much better. Oh wow, you really like Ari. Um, your time with Ari a bit like much more now. I'm like, yeah, that's because I went on antidepressants and he sleeps now. And they're like, <laughs> oh okay. And then women are like, oh, did you have a rough trot? Oh okay. And they're like, you know, they give me sympathy that I'm looking for, but it's there, it's on offer. And I'm like, cool. No, no, I'm actually great now. That's why I'm. That's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> LOL. And if I'm not, I'm safe to be like, hey, yeah. like I need to have no. a chat about this yeah. and you will have a level of empathy and understanding that I need right now. Yeah. But the blokes that if, if it's come up in conversation around blokes, they freeze. They're like, mm. I don't know. I This is not something that I can offer anything on. So I haven't really been getting, um, you know, fixing solutions. I've just been, you know, like really like sturdy pats on the back, like good on you, mate. And then <laughs> carry on. I'm like, oh, I know I wasn't opening up. Like I wasn't expecting anything from you. But it's funny that like, uh, you know, fight or flight reaction is still very, it's like you can see it even in the moment when even just a woman opening up about her feelings, that fight or flight stressor. And the men are like, run away. Yeah, <laughs> but it's run. also really sad because like you think about like their interactions with each other or, you know, when they need to open up and discuss what's hard with them they just they've got that block there where they're yeah. like oh okay this is how I respond to others and so like I, I, we've talked I think before in the podcast about like male friendships and how often we've seen kind of with our partners and with close friends that they just don't like there's a level of intimacy there that sometimes seems lacking where they don't talk in depth yeah. and detail about how they're going emotionally or how their relationships are or, whereas women I think tend to just pour out and like I'm going to give you every little detail about yeah. my menstrual cycle and my sex life and that yeah. thing my boyfriend said should I worry and like mm. it's just it's just it's just that but that that's that that affirming communication right it's that back and forth where you're like I can say everything and anything and this is a really safe space to do it yeah and you don't have to like you don't have to agree with me I think that's the no. other thing that you can I disagree not- with that yeah, <laughs> I said shut the fuck up, Claire. It's it's. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Like you know, when someone says, "Oh, this is," you know, I just read this in the news, and it makes me so mad because. And then you can not have the same reaction as this as this friend, but you can sit and listen and be like, "Oh yeah, cool. Oh yeah, I never thought of it like that. Okay, fine." But I feel like conversations with blokes is much more like it's every like people there's. They're defensive of, yeah. of their views so much to the point where it's like, um, and I'm not talking about political stuff. I'm talking about anything, you yeah. know. Like the reason, you know, if it, it feels like an attack, if you have a, a if you're like, oh god, this made me feel like this. It's like, well, actually, the reason why, and then it becomes less of a, 
of a moment about you when it becomes more of a moment about them, mm. <laughs> how they, how your feelings are making them feel. Um, and that is, and again, this is, you know, hashtag not all men, but this is like, if we read, if we look at this study and we look at how it, like, you know, uh, there is a gendered response, you know, mm. scientifically is showing there is a gendered response to communication. Um, this is, uh, and if we, you know, reflect our own lives with our own with you know men and women this is quite an interesting thing it's like oh yeah I don't have that I don't have that space with the blokes in my life and I do a lot of blokes in my life I mean yeah I'm just thinking about my clo- like my, you know my closest mates that are gay gay blokes and I wonder if I wonder if it's different I think yeah I wonder if it's different what do you think I don't know. I, I just, I, I have levels of, I don't know, intimacy and closeness with women, but I don't with men. My, again, my closest yeah. male friend is, is gay. Um, and the others who I'm quite close to are like people that I've been in relationships with. So it's, mm. I, don't, I don't know. It's, 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 I guess it's, it's difficult to unpack because we are just talking from individual experience. That's and right. They, yeah. You know, it's got these well, layers always, of what we've, is, we've had in the past before. This is um, our podcast though. Like, I mean, like you can, no one, we never, we never, never have claimed to speak for anyone else. We, we can't be like, oh, and this is how all women feel. And this exactly. is how all left-wing women feel. And this is how white people feel. Like we're never talking for anyone else. We've never claimed yeah. to be professionals at anything we except We are not professionals. If you, this is, you're in the wrong place. Yes, exactly. If you're <laughs> looking for advice on how to be a professional, this is not for you. We are just like, this is what we have read. This is how we feel. This is our experience. And so yeah. I think that, that we, if we just preface this conversation it, way too late but with with that idea i think that's going to cause a lot of people half much an hour more into this podcast we are not professionals and we've got no idea what we're talking about don't listen to us yeah, and if you do you're an idiot i think, I think that I, like what i've noticed about you and i claire is like we're so, we're so nervous about um well we're, we're careful about speaking for other people that we're always like and this is how i feel this is how i feel i feel like if we just say it right now everything is just like just how we feel this is yeah, not exactly. about what everyone anyone else was if you feel differently good for you babe and if you feel the same we told you we told you <laughs> no, that feel. we feel what you feel <laughs> exactly you're welcome exactly but yeah it is i mean like i think about my um so my my brother is a he's um he's gay but he's also a psychiatrist so his Ooh. job is feelings so he is a very good listener um in the professional world but i think in like the personal world i think he finds that uh, i don't know he, uh, when we we have very 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 open relationship we speak to each other very freely and i don't feel embarrassed about it, about things but i think maybe i do would would hesitate telling him some things about how i'm feeling more so than if he were a woman i wonder i wonder i don't know and as you can hear my whole family is talking and yelling very loudly and it's because i'm a woman it's because you're a woman that's the patriarchy <laughs> whenever someone talks to you it's because the patriarchy Ari is dare they? he is such a man i hate you <laughs> so claire let's let's shift on because uh, well actually ari ari did the segue for us birth control so have you ever been on birth control claire i have been on 
everything. You have. I've had the Depo-Vivera, which is the cute injection, many, many pills, um, IUD, both copper and hormonal, and an implanon, and they've yeah. all been fucking shit. Yeah. So bad. They're, look, like, and... I have not been on as many because I hate I hate birth control. I hate it. That's why I've got too many kids. But I've I have had the pill in my from the youth. I've done oh, I had anti what is it anti anti morning vax pill. No, oh yes, I've it? had lots of those. The yeah, morning, the after, morning pill. after pill. Anti morning vax pills. That's exactly. exactly what they're called. Yeah, Bron is a doctor after yeah, all. Exactly. Um, and I think that's all I've had the pill and that. Yeah, um, but I've been too scared to do all the other things, and the reason why is because I know how much uh, it, how sensitive my hormones are. So even the pill, the pill makes me mad. Like I will, I can't. I, I just, I actually go mad. So I have to not take that. I think that the what it does to my hormones is actually terrifying. Um, so banned from the pill. Um, yeah, it really, I think I want to unpack this a bit more because it really like, it's, it's something that's really overlooked and kind of accepted that the pill is really, is a real trigger for depression. Like it's a real trigger for anxiety. It really screws with you hormonally. And I did not know um, that until I was in the depths of depression. I was at a GP saying, why do I feel so sad? I've never felt so sad. And she was like, oh, you're on the pill. I was like, yeah. And she was like, get off it. Like, that is the worst for, your whole, for people who can suffer depression. I was like, why am I learning about this now? <laughs> How is this yeah. information and it's just now? It's just like one of those after effects or side effects where you, they just touch on it. They're like, oh, and by the way, you might feel completely fucked and suicidal and absolutely hate everything about your life. But that's fine because we don't care about women's bodies. Like, totally. I, and, and, just, and just the reality that this is just so normal and accepted that it's you know that it's um that it's not you know we we don't we we just go and get the prescription right because we 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 accept a level of control over our bodies which is is so normalized and we and we 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 allow it we just we take we keep taking these things because that'll get fucking pregnant yeah or if you don't it's just not even about pregnancy it's i remember like when i had i had like really bad outbreaks and the the every time i'd go see a doctor about it like pimple outbreaks in my face they'd be like oh just go on the pill i was like no (laughs) i can't go on the pill because i will go crazy i'd rather have acne then go mad like call me crazy all you like because I refuse to be it and then I I um, remember having to push back on that and be like no 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 it, it impacts my mental health really badly and doctors be like oh okay oh that's interesting and then like moving on quite quickly it's not it, I feel like that was a real learning moment of being like this is a conversation that you need to have first before suggesting this like oh okay do you suffer depression um no never oh okay because the pill could help your skin, but one of the side effects is um, isn't that fact that that's up there? Like the pill can you might you might get you might have nicer skin, you might be prettier, but you'll be really fucking sad. But you'll be prettier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a re- it's a really I I remember being feeling really cranky about that. Um, being like, this is not the, that's not the answer. You just like, surely there's other ways because this is I, the pill is quite damaging. Um, to people's mental health and we need to know we need to have more education around that 
And what is also interesting about the pill, Claire, is recently with the rollout, the very poorly rolled out um, vaccines that have ha- that in Australia, one of the reasons people are scared to do it, one, there's like, uh, is because people are scared of the blood clot and all of these like side effects. And it's like, do you know how many more blood clots <laughs> happen when with the pill? Like the pill has way more terrible side effects than this yes, vaccine it does. That's happening and, and also you know like it's it's not it, and it's not kind of countered by no. the reality that it's going to protect you from a deadly disease and protect your community from a deadly disease it's just like accepted as part of yeah. what we do to women to make sure that they don't have babies like it's just it's so disproportionate to you know what it, and just the the reporting on it has been infuriatingly irresponsible i mean the the risk of getting a getting a blood clot in az yeah. is 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 really low it's there but it's low but the risk of getting a, a blood clot with the pill is three times higher yeah and so but we're very we're very terrified all these blokes are terrified the vaccine <laughs> no. not just blokes but even lucas said yesterday like he said oh we've got to get the vaccine i was like yeah let's register like it's like it's open to anyone now surely and he was like cool i'm just a bit nervous about it i was like if you tell me about blood clots i will and he was like i know it's silly it's just i've just read too many things about it it's like yeah which is really irresponsible reporting i mean it's it's just horrific that it's been kind of sensationalized like it is i mean obviously you need to have a level of understanding of risk when you do you know anything medically but god with az it just it's like i'm 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 pretty sure i'm gonna get it because i feel like it's it's that that tiny risk is far better than the risk of being you know either getting COVID or spreading COVID. spreading COVID is what i'm way more frightened of than actually getting it at this point but like i just i i feel it's it's just so such manipulative journalism because they know it will get hits but yeah it's 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 as a you know as a woman who's had all these different forms of birth control and again like openly i've gotten pregnant on a lot of them a lot of them haven't Mm -hmm. i mate and i've had to have you know i've had to have terminations on on birth control and this this thing that's supposed to keep you safe and protected from you know un- unintended pregnancies doesn't always work it makes you feel shit mm. and we're still using it um there's a there's been talk uh, over the years of a male pill a male contraceptive pill and um it's you know i it's something that i'm a big fan of for a whole bunch of reasons but um the biggest one is that you know sperm reproduce reproduces you can make more and more and more you get a fresh one every day we're born with the eggs that we have we have a limited supply of them and there's there's you know very very little um very very little that you know we can do to maintain or retrieve them they just are where they are but we've been waiting for the male pill for years and years and years even though there is one um it's been it's been tested but um and it is is safe but um both women and men have reported that they wouldn't they wouldn't want to take it they wouldn't they wouldn't trust it um the women say that they wouldn't trust the blokes to reliably take it and the men are like well i don't want to interfere with my body like that so annoying it is so annoying and um they looked at they looked at um they looked at um this particular pill that they were testing they looked at the side effects um of of um of of it and um there were some side effects including mood orders and depre- mood disorders and depression and they're like oh this is pretty risky we, we don't want to take it to market and here the women are being like well fuck man <laughs> like, yeah. we've been doing this Forever. for 40 years Forty yeah. years, that, and 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 it's still, you know, and everyone's like, "That's okay, because you're a woman." 
this is what you're used to i um when i um was in the just before i had ari um because his head was so big they were like oh maybe it's going to be a cesarean i was like oh that's annoying one of the male doctor said it he was like but is this your last child i was like of course it is and he was like well the the good thing about cesarean is whilst when we're in there we'll just um tie tubes i was like oh okay no (laughs) and he was like oh well i was like lucas can just get the snip like why the fuck do I have to do everything? Yeah, why? Can't why he do something? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why does your body have to be? It's exactly you have to. You want to get pregnant with the children. You want to carry the children. You've got to birth them. You've got to feed them. Everything is yours. And the mm. idea of a tiny snip is just—it's it's like, so. Stop it! So leave low, my body alone. Key. <laughs> can he just can, like leave everything about me alone now? I've done exactly. All I'm done. Yeah, I'm finished. Can I did you... my time, exactly. and I'm done. Don't, don't ever actually, touch me again. Exactly. Anyone. <laughs> literally anyone. Yeah. So like, Lucas was, I remember t- telling Lucas, I was like, guess what the male doctor suggested? And I know that there's a bunch of women who do it and good for them. Fine. Not a big deal. I said to, uh, I said to Lucas, like gauging his response, like he suggested that I get my tube tight. He was like, oh my God, that's, um, that's a bit rude. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll just get the snip. I was like, exactly. Oh, Exactly. Why would I do anything else to my body? I'm never touching it again. <laughs> exactly. I'm finished doing things to my body. Yes. I'm done. I've yeah. done it. Totally. But what's the answer? I mean, like, I, I guess there's a few options. Like, I mean, there, there is the old condom, which is it's, is um, also has its um, risky risky things. I've got a few people who cycle track and they don't, you know, they don't have penetrative oh, yeah. sex when they're ovulating. And these are really incredible women who are really in touch with their bodies and like do things like take basal body temperature and really understand, you know, what's um, what's happening for them and it works for them. Mm-hmm. It would not work for me, I feel. No, um, do not there do is, that. you know, the, there is abstinence, which is an option. Or I there's, you know, filling our body with these hormones that makes us feel like shit. I'm like I'm a firm believer in uh, no sex for the rest of my life. Okay, good. We've done it. That's finished. This is our advice. Don't yeah. do it. Abstinence yeah. is that we're Catholics now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of look like a Catholic these days with my one million kids surrounding me. I'm like, oh my you god, do, why are there so babe, many? Why there's so many? When Olive had a friend over the other day, a play date, and the dad. Um, dropped this little girl off and he was like oh my god have you got three i was like yeah and he was like why are you having my kid over for a play date i was like what's more kids <laughs> exactly Bring you've, them seen all one, you've seen them all <laughs> <laughs> my sister has that she's got four kids and every like every time i go to a house there's an extra like two or three kids there i'm like why are there more kids here she was like i don't even notice them so I think that that is what happens when you have more than one kid is you don't know how many kids are in the house. Congratulations. It's great. It's good, but it's, it's also weirdly true when, when there's like a, when Stevie has a, well, Frida's too little to have playmates because she's an idiot, but Stevie, when Stevie has her friend over, because there's someone else to occupy them, right? Yeah. So that's why I shouldn't take birth control. I should just have way more kids because exactly. it's just someone to occupy them. It's, someone else can raise your kids and that's more your kids future kids. More kids is my birth control. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god i hope no one sees this podcast as educational because it would exactly. be god, would ruin the said, world. we're not professionals we are idiots <laughs> we know we're long-time dickheads lifetime friends or something <laughs> or something who knows what our cash line is <laughs> oh god well this has been an episode we have covered some things claire we have it's been super informative super professional super, super. cool facts as always you're welcome exactly i'm a doctor and i provided you with some research so that's why i'm a wizard (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're chinese okay all right we have been good i said alakazam bitch it's a wizard set word (laughs) i know that i speak wizard as you (laughs) oh god we've been good sheilas we We love you guys we love you guys Bye. bye